Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today is Aloha Means Forever, the story of the Honolulu Strangler. Brandy, what's your thoughts on that? I love Honolulu. I, I know. Tommy Lane, of course, is from Honolulu. I was from know. Hawaii. I don't know if she lives in Honolulu or not, but I wonder if this to me. But did the man use those, those little flowery things they put around your neck and the you get there? Play? Yeah, you play. get in there and then they're like, ah, I tricked you. Ah, and they twist it all up and then you're like falling over. Dude, That's when I went, I went to, my when, when my ex and I went to Hawaii, uh, I told her the whole trip. I said, you know, a beautiful little girl, you know, is going to put a lay around my neck and kiss me when we get up, when we get off the plane. And uh, so I, this whole trip, I mean, like 12-hour flight, I'm telling her this. And uh, we get off the, the plane, and, you know, and there's, you know, the beautiful island girl. She puts the lay around my ex's neck, and then she kisses her. She puts one on my neck. She don't even kiss me. Don't hug me nothing. Just like kind of throws it on there like it's a, you know, ring toss. Like a horseshoe? <laughs> yeah, like she's throwing on a horseshoe. See, I, see I, I, when I got there, I got groped and everything else. I had to get a, I had to get a shirt, Timmy. Well, you didn't. They said, I love Hawaii. Well, I don't think you flew 12 hours, so I'm not believing that story. Oh, I didn't fly. <laughs> Fuck no, I ain't flying over there. I <laughs> just swam. I, I see. I see. Well, uh, we haven't uh, done one of these in a couple of weeks, so I'm glad we're back. And it's we haven't done cold. a uh, serial killer in a while, so this, we have this will be a good. serial killer. You know, we have that whole we had a whole group of people follow us just for our discussions on serial killers. So my mother really? being one of them, yeah. Well, Dottie will be happy to know that a bunch of people fell in this one. Yeah, they, a lot of people die, so we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the Honolulu Strangler. By the way, it's an unsolved murder. So I, I know who did it. Murders. I know who did it. You do, Charles? I do. Yeah. Well, you can tell us at the end, okay? Keep our listeners uh, guessing. See, when you get these unsolved ones, Timmy, and then you give me the, the script about a week in advance, mm-hmm. I get on you the still internet, don't look start at Googling it. around. You start doing some research, in other words. Oh, yeah. Some detective work, Brandy. 
Mm-hmm. That's not what happens at all. Well, let me um, first remind our listeners that we are a true crime history slash history comedy podcast. We use adult language. So if adult language offends you. Randy, say, if adult language offends them, what do you suggest they do, devil? I you know, roll the fuck Go off. fuck themselves. Get the fuck out of here. Get or you could, <laughs> you know what? You're like your drunk Uncle Roy at Thanksgiving. Get the fuck out of here. After or you could check out just like, one of the other fine independently produced podcasts out there. By the way, we're going to be in at the uh, True Crime Comedy Podcast um, Festival in Chicago this summer in July. Um, so we would invite uh, all of our listeners to join us. Uh, we have TweetCon 2018, the return of the Colonel. Or 2019, Return of the Colonel, that's going to take place the first weekend of October here in Cincinnati. We would invite you to join us here for that. And uh, if you want more information on both of those events, just uh, join our Facebook group, History Dweebs, the podcast. And you will get all the information you need so you can join us and talk about crime. Because Brandy loves to talk about crime. Yeah, you get more than you ever asked for. Speaking of uh, DweebCon, to me, uh, really the star of DweebCon is is Nina's dad, Joe. Yes. When he comes down, and he's yes, a little we under the Joe. weather, so we are thinking about Joe and hoping that he gets <clears throat> gets better. Yeah. yeah, he's he's had a rough time uh, recently. So Joe, get better. And that uh, guy's you know, one of the funniest guys I ever met. Yeah, he is. Great and it's, a, it's always a highlight of week it is. People look forward down. to when Joe's going to get there. Mm-hmm. He's my he's my boyfriend. He's your boyfriend? Well, he yeah, a, he doesn't know it though. Well, yeah, I have lots of relationships like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let me introduce our panel. Um, I am very happy to introduce a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, the magnificent Queen Brandy the First. How are you, uh, Queen Brandy? Well, I, I had a little bit of a rough night, but, you know, we're plowing uh, not, through. Not I'm well, in a good then. place. What? Not well. No, you know what? I'm, I try and stay positive, unlike you, and I'm, you know, just trying to... <laughs> I think I was a shot, yeah. Trying to muddle through, and you know it's it's just a bump, and it'll all be fine. But I don't I don't like fighting with my husband. It aggravates me. I don't like fighting with him about dumb shit. Well, so I, I, you know. if if it helps, I'm sure you were in the wrong. Yeah, I'm, you know anybody who's <laughs> met Dave knows you have. To, first of all, anybody who met you knows you have to be in the wrong. And secondly, Purple. I don't know how you. I don't know even know how you get Dave to fight. What you set him on fire or something and then say, God damn it, Dave, that's your fault? I don't know how you no. get no. He is a really nice guy. So I you have, must I have, have provoked a lot him of experience and been around uh-huh. Dave quite a while. And I find him to be of uh, of He's a, a lovely steady man. nature and steady temperament. And god damn it, what do we tell you? I predict Lanny. One word for you, devil. Lanny. Well, you know, like what we were talking earlier, here's the thing, like we we were talking earlier before we started recording, you know, Lanny would have to be on my horizon because I can't make it on my own. 
Well, so you none, know, none of us can really on our side. <laughs> we, we decided <laughs> we're we subsidized by. We, I don't even have a spouse. You guys at least have spouses. We're subsidized by the kindness of others. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, strangers. Yeah. Sometimes they're not that kind. <laughs> exactly. To be honest. Well, we oh. decided we're going to have to buy a dweeb flop house because at any given moment, it looks like one of us might be needing a place to live. Yes. Again, that's your house. My house? Yes. You haven't seen his wife. You can come to my house, but my situation here is extremely fluid from day to day. <laughs> day to day. Hour to yeah. hour. Well, hour to, minute to minute, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The longer, the further I get in life, the more and more bitches row seems to be a viable option for, <laughs> for me. Kind of, you know, for those of us in a certain of a certain Chuck, age and situation, Chuck and I get really disturbed when you talk <laughs> like that, Brandy, because you, we we kind of depend on you as our last resort. <laughs> you, we, you know, this I, we don't want to put any additional pressure on you, Devil. Oh God, but you are like our you're you're like the. You're the only stability we got in our lives. You're, you are. I mean, you're not much. Between no, us and but you're and what does that say? Yeah. yeah I know. What does that say? Wait a minute. What does that say about you more than me? Well, I, I, believe me, I know, but you, you ain't much, but y'all we got. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? I'll take it. Whatever. See, That's so fine. Apologize as much as you need to yeah. because Chuck and I are dependent on you. Go. You know well, what? Buy him some flowers. Get him some Here's cocoa puffs. Don't get him if no you flowers, knew me, cocoa puffs. If you knew me at all, you know I'm not going to apologize. So I know. You know we'll see where this goes. I could be mm. on Tim's doorstep tomorrow. I well. have been on the other end of the of the barrel of the devil's temper. And it's not a pleasant thing. Poor guy. Is he out of the well. corner yet? Is he just still cowering there? Like, what the fuck happened? No, he's well, I'm sorry. Poor we hope we hope that's what I'm telling that, people that you get everything resolved. And then yeah, Dave's a wonderful person and you're a wonderful person. I'm sure it will. No, no, no. Dave's well, the wonderful person. She's the horrible person. It's like uh, oil well, and water. Chuck, the later, more you talk explode. about this, the longer it's going to take for us to get to Chuck time. You know oh, what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't here's the thing. Time. So, wait a minute. No. So I put out, you know, I was feeling vulnerable last night. And so I put something out on the page and, and everybody was very sweet and, you know, whatever. But I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I'm going to have to apologize because, again, going back out into the dating world, as I have seen multiple of my friends do, who are much cuter and sweeter than I am. And they're having a hard time. And I'm like, who is going to want some fat 40-something hey, chick that wants to lie around and watch murder shows all day with a slight addiction to, you know, coffee and Starbucks and podcasts and we could always Politics. look up your old economics professor, Devil. I cannot. You got to be in I the don't. nursing home right now. Exactly. Lanny, Lanny so, is out there. I don't need that. Oh, yes. Well, my Lanny. Someday my Lanny will come. Someday my, <laughs> I will meet my Lanny. Well, I hope, but no, I hope that never that happens. Day. I hope that you and Dave are able to reconcile because he's a wonderful guy. And you're a wonderful lady. And I'm sure you guys can work it out. I'm that being, being said, being devil, devil, I will come over there today. We'll have no. a counseling session. We'll do a laying on of the hands, some praying, you know, some really of all the things prayer. of all the things that I need. That's that's not even close to being. Well, yet. you know, he does in his capacity as reverend, he does some uh, family counseling. I do couple, some marital counseling. Therapy. 
Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, and I, you know, he's very honestly. successful in his own marriage. And I can. And, <laughs> it's, it's, well, yeah, that's. I it. think I, I'm beginning <laughs> to think I, I have. You know, I'm more successful in either of you in, a, in your relationships, <laughs> and I've divorced. Here's the thing. I would rather go to President Trump for marriage counseling <laughs> than go to Chuck. Speaking yeah. of Chuck. Hold on, Devil. I just want to say you, you put up a thread last night. And rather than take a shot at you, I, I took my time and drew a nice picture and gave you a little virtual hug. Did you happen to see I, it? I did see that. And it looks like you drew a wiener on me. And I don't. I didn't <laughs> no, that. that was a tail, Devil. That was a tail. Well, what you holding a pitchfork. Yeah. It still looks like a wiener. And no. see, what you what, you're for, see what people miss by not being uh, active on our Facebook, in our Facebook yeah. group. They could, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> Let me introduce the colonel, a man who really needs no introduction. He's been called the most dangerous man in podcasting today. A man who is, uh, is a problem solver, Brandy. He's been called an oasis. Really? And the desert of despair, the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Of course he's not good. What's wrong? You know what? You know what? You know why people call him an oasis? Because he's not real. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong, Colonel? Well, Timmy, you know, I, I like to take the world's most dangerous canine out. Uh, Rudy. uh, That would be our friend Rudy. Rudy. And and I, I picked up a, a log, uh, kind of a big stick, and I threw it to me, and I once again tore a rotator cuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person who can throw a stick, play fetch, what? and get an injury. Rudy and I love how he's sticks. acting like... No, wait a minute. I love how you're acting like you like did one of those like telephone pole tosses like they do at Scottish that's, festivals, it, and that's how whole, you did it? This thing stuck in the ground, yeah. Which you know as well as I do that you picked up some old like piddly ass stick, <laughs> yeah, like a pig, and threw it. And because you're old and your bones are brittle, you, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm just an old man. So you should drink. Yeah. You should drink more out. milk, Eric Colonel. It's good for your bones. Yeah, you are a year and a half from sitting on your porch spitting tobacco and bitching about the weather and traffic. Well, now they're bringing me home almond milk, Timmy. Uh, almond, uh, almond milk. Well, that's. Yeah, I don't that's, know. That makes me feel you. like one of the village people. <laughs> Noah's got to drink almond milk. Well, it's, 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 it's one thing if you have to drink it, but when you choose to drink it, it's like going to AA meetings. It's cool if you, you know, just stopping in trying to meet the girls, but when you have to go, the court orders you to go. It's, it's all a, different. Well, yeah, you get it's the, not as meaningful. Vanilla, or do you just get plain? I I don't know, but I know it tastes like it, it tastes like watered down something terrible. I don't is know. this for your this for your your bones? Is that why you're eating that? Uh, it's because Logan's a goddamn hippie. That's why. Oh, uh, the other night I go to is the he store, drinking Timmy? Pabst Blue Ribbon? No, he drinks. He's drinking Schlitz. Okay. Schlitz. <laughs> it, which it brings me to another reason I'm not doing well. The other night I had to stop by. I had to I had to pick up a prescription, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so I send a text to Renee and she said, do you need anything? I'm going to the grocery store and I'm planning on just getting in and out of there. And she then 
includes Logan on the text and said, Logan, your dad's at the store dealer. Timmy, by the time I got out of there, I spent $180. Mm, they kept I... adding things. Give me some almond milk. Give me some Budweiser. Give me some of this. Give me get grapes. Get out. It's expensive. Life's expensive. I'm just, Life uh, is expensive. Yeah, I'm getting ready to do my taxes. I'm scared to death. Because you know the same people's well, taxes are all fucked up this year because of the uh, tax bill. So yeah. Well, life is expensive, which is why again we've covered that we need a flop house and we have to, you know, we need a we need roommates. Uh, yeah, we, we do need, need a, roommates. We need an opium den. Get an opium den. I'm there. I'll never leave. <laughs> an opium den above a brothel would be perfect, but you know, can't ask for well, everything. I guess. You need to put that uh, in your directive for your brother or for whoever that during your final days, that's where you'd like to be. Well, I'd like to be there now on my final days. Well, I would I never understand. leave. I would retire no. and go right into the opium den slash brothel. I would never leave. Well, I know that's, but that's one of those things that you have to you tend to want to do that towards maybe towards the end when you've got nothing else to lose. I'm right pretty now, much there now. No, because right now you've got a successful prod- podcast and two people on the phone that don't want to see you dead necessarily because it's a mess. And, you know, I mean, you got people. Mm. Right. But just in case, we kind of need a succession plan for the podcast. You really do. You need one. I think you need, you Chuck, need a monkey. Chuck, <laughs> I think you and I, can, you and I can carry on without him. I feel, I feel good Oh, we can carry on without him. It's just somebody, we just have to get somebody to do the scripts and do the... Yeah, well, you got Jason. Jason will write your scripts for you. That's true. But Jason yeah, writes the scripts more than Wait a five minute. pages to me. Will, <laughs> That's right. Replace, he, just uses, replace, he, just, he just uses larger fonts. That's all. No, you know what? Because he can't see. We'll just be replacing one grumpy old man with another. <laughs> one grumpy old white man with another. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Jason's got a cat waiting to eat him. No, he's got his dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, right. That's how we're going to find you. They're going to come over and be like, uh, Colonel, can you not identify the body? And there's only going to be like three pounds of you left. Right. And then my cat's going to be standing on me or something. Cat's yeah. going to be fat. Cat's going to be fat. They go up their <laughs> face and penis first, Timmy. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Honolulu Strangler, shall we? Yes. Honolulu, Brandy, is the capital and largest city of the U.S. state of Hawaii. It's the main well, gateway. No shit. Main gateway to Hawaii and a major portal. Uh, into the United States, especially from Asia. Uh, the city is a major hub of international business, military defense, as well as famously being host to a diverse variety of East and West and Pacific culture, cuisine, and traditions. A lot of Asians in Honolulu. Is, is cuisine an Asian guy? Yeah, you know what? It might be. You know what? When I was there, it was cheaper for Japanese to fly to Hawaii to play golf than it was to pay the green fees to play golf in Japan. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know if that's still true, but uh, it was at one point. Honolulu is a major financial center of the islands and uh, on the Pacific Ocean. So the city has been the capital of the Hawaiian Islands since 1845. 
And, of course, it gained historical recognition following the attack on Pearl Harbor on uh, December, December 7, 1941, a date that will live in infamy, much like December 7, 1964, a yeah. date that will infamy. That's I was Charles just talking was, about that until 9-11. My birthday was the most uh, infamous day in history until yeah. that. Well, and people, you know, they were Thanks. pissed about the Kazine. Maybe yeah. that's yeah. why they got bombed. There are there are four hundred res four hundred thousand residents more than four hundred thousand. Who answered the phone when I called about my my uh, my computer not too long ago? Cuisine. Mm. I talked Sweet. to That number four hundred thousand does not reflect the thousands of tourists who visit the city and its beaches each year. Of course, that Waikiki Beach is in Florida. I got accosted by a prostitute uh, at six in the morning. In, Waik- in Waikiki one time. Fun times. As of 2015, Honolulu was ranked <laughs> on a, a world livability, livability rankings. It was high on the world's livability rankings and was ranked as the second safest city in the United States, Branding. And that. now we're going to tell you how <laughs> that statistic. I don't know. What how. No, yes, wait. Branding. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. So Dave got into watching this Buying Hawaii show. Uh-huh. And, you know, it may have all the livability in the world. I get that. But they get these people on here that are like, you know, I'm a yoga instructor and he raises ferrets. And our budget is, you know, $2.7 billion. <laughs> yeah. And but and for that, you get, well, we can go show you this house. And it's kind of far out. And you end up in a lava field where you have to catch rainwater. But you can't drink it, so you then you got to go in, you know, into this into city, and all you have is a hot plate and a shack. That's what you hmm. get in Hawaii for four point whatever million dollars or two point something. It's bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, yeah I have a friend who. But you know what else you get? It, what? Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she's lost her shine for me, but that's all right. Go ahead. Oh, there was still a gives the colonel. Action down I know in the Bruno section. Well, what yeah. does uh, Don Ho do for you, Brandy? <laughs> Not much. He plays the ukulele. I've heard he's a bit of a. I've heard he's a bit of a slut. No, that's uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Oh, yeah. He's tiny bubbles. I think. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't anyway. he dead now? He, I think I think he is. Wayne Newton oh. is still alive. Because I know he was an old ho for a long <laughs> dude, time. Dude, I saw Wayne Newton once in Vegas because we we would, <laughs> you know, it was like all the it was me and my ex and then like seven hundred gray haired blue haired people, and oh, sure. uh, he couldn't sing. He lost his voice, so he couldn't sing. And he asked all the um, veterans or military people who had family in the military to stand up. And, you know, there's probably like 400 people in this room. So probably 200 stand up. And he goes around and salutes them one by one. It took like 25 minutes of his show. <sighs> Did you pay for they, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid for it. it was uh, like, it got ripped. Why I know, but it was like... paid to see Wayne Newton? It was kind of like, uh, you know, something to do because he was in Vegas. It was just kind of... Get, like, married, have, get married by a Elvis impersonator. Yeah. I was already Wayne. married. I was married. I always time. thought that Wayne Newton was just a poor man's Elvis anyway. Mm. Anyway, wow. back to Honolulu's first known serial killer, the Honolulu Strangler, was responsible... 
for the murders of five women between 1985 and 1986. Man, that was a good year. That was fun times in the mid 80s. And oh, yeah. not, not necessarily these murders, but I'm saying not for like, these you know, people, but yeah. for us. Well, yeah. 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 I like was in the fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade. Mm. <laughs> Honolulu Strangler, uh, strangely enough, was never captured. Um, the five victims were found with their hands bound behind their backs, sexually assaulted, and strangled by the. Uh, and strangled. The strangled victims uh, ranged in ages between 17 and 36 and came from very different walks of life. So we're going to tell you about these murders now. That does not sound like hospitality to me, to me. Probably found them in a lava field. Hmm. The first victim, the first victim was Vicki Gail Purdy, P-U-R-D-Y. She was a 25-year-old young lady. She was married to Gary Purdy, Mr. Purdy. Yes. Um, he was an American soldier uh, based there in Honolulu. Vicky had been out clubbing in Waikiki on May 29, 1985. Now, when you say clubbing, was she was there any baby seals involved? No, I think she was out she to just... she was out to the bars. I think so. oh, she was okay. at the club. At the, she club. Was at the club. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. She in 1985. She's probably dancing to that, uh, you know, Salt and Pepper or somebody back then, wasn't she, Brandy? Again, fifth grade. I don't know. Uh, probably. Vicky was from North Carolina, and she was headstrong, Colonel. They all are, Timmy. They all are. <laughs> um, Honolulu detectives discovered that Vicky was known to go to nightclubs with friends. Without the company of her husband, Gary. Well, duh. Well, I'm not putting any, uh, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that that's why you want to drag. No, why would you want to drag him to the club? I get it. Why would you be at the club without your husband? Well, so many because you had a fight over something dumb and you needed to leave the house. And so you did. And then you went to the club. Yeah. On the night of her murder, it was a Wednesday night. Oh, that's um, get, a bad night to go. Oh, to a week night. Yeah, it's a Gary, week night. Gary had expected uh, uh, Vicky to be in by nine o'clock that night after dancing at a nightclub in Waikiki. That's not much of a club if you're in by nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree that that might be unrealistic uh, of, on Gary's part. I feel like it is. Yeah. When when Vicky uh, failed to come home at all that night. Um, he, uh, Gary relentlessly paged his wife. So this is back when they had pagers. Pagers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you had pagers, Timmy, and you had codes? Yeah. Did you yeah, have codes yeah. for things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what was that? What was I love you? One, four, three, or four, something Four, three, like that. yeah. Yeah. Right. That was so, uh, you know, I know that Sarah and her mother used to exchange up a... Mm-hmm. Um, I know I never got that one on my page. To me, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Colonel. Wonder why? Four one a lot, but I <laughs> what a... that, I'm not sure what that meant. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> I think it was just somebody dyslexic saying they love me. Uh, 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 when uh, when his wife failed to come home that night, um, or failed to respond to his page, Gary contacted his local authorities. He contacted Five O Brandy. As one should when they yeah. when your page doesn't get answered, yeah, you need to get five o involved. Get five o. Get the, the fuzz. po po. Get the po po out there. 
An investigation revealed that Vicky had last uh, been seen alive by a taxi driver who drove her to the Shore, uh, Shorebird Hotel at midnight. Not nine o'clock. Apparently to retrieve her automobile. Oh, I don't know. That just sounds kind of sketchy to me. But anyway, Vicky's car. Well, first of all, you guys haven't clearly been cutting in a while. You always try and park. You park somewhere where you don't have to pay for parking. Mm. And then you take a cab to the club. That way you don't have to worry about where to park down there and pay for all that. And then you take a cab. Please, it doesn't have to mean anything nefarious. It is, right. however, at midnight, which is well past the nine o'clock curfew. That that Mister Purdy. I'm just saying, there's probably hey. a, there's probably a lot of nefarious things going on at this Shorebird Hotel. That's all I'm saying. Could maybe be a not very with, nice hotel. Maybe not with Vicky. I'm just saying at the Shorebird. I'm sure it's very nice. I'm sure it's a very nice hotel. But I'm guessing there's fornication going on there at some point. Seedy well, fornication, Timmy. Seedy fornication. Not saying that, that Vicky was fornication with that. I'm just saying. I'm saying fornication people. amongst uh, amongst people who shouldn't be fornicating with other people, or should be. I mean, or should just be fornication going on there. You don't go to the sure bird unless you want to fornicate. It's my that's my uh, thought on it anyway, Brandy. You might well. think differently. But, I feel like you're against all forms of fornication. And well, see, that, as you got noticed, that troubles me, Tim. It does. It's you've gone from you just when I first met you, you kind of limited yourself to a certain few things, and now that seems like it's getting narrow and narrow. Now you're about to join the anti-fornication league. You're gonna be A-F- up there with the cheese people. AFL. Yeah, yeah, not the CIO. That's a whole other thing. Vicky's car was later found in the hotel parking lot. Vicky's body was found on the morning of May 30th, 1985. That would have been uh, Memorial Day, I think, Brandy, or near or close to it. Um, okay. And the corpse was located on an embankment near the Kihi Lagoon. Kihi, Kihi Lagoon. Vicky, Vicky's killer had bounded her hands behind her back raped her, and then strangled her. Police contacted or conducted a detailed investigation, interviewing Gary, the taxi driver, and many of Vicky's uh, friends and co-workers. One of the first angles pursued by investigators concerning the murder of Vicky Gale Purdy was the well, I mean, you know, I'm going to fuck up all these names because they're Oh, Hawaii yeah, you names. are. That's why I'm waiting for these. Wait a minute. Wahiawa? Wahiawa? Video yeah. rental store. Oh, it was a video rental store. So, uh, Gail Purdy had long objected to his wife's uh, place of work. He didn't like her working at the rent- a video rental store because they, they were known to sell and rent pornographic uh, films. Why don't you call it just... Leg blockbuster. That'll be easier for you. Yeah. Mm. So they they Colonel they they, they they sold porn movies such as your friend my enema <laughs> movies such as what other ones Colonel that you would comes to mind for you Spankenstein um, Spankenstein, Spankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um Lord of the O Rings 
<laughs> oh, the O rings. <laughs> o rings. I got O rings in my in my car. Mm. What's yeah, that a lot a lot of different videos they sold there. They did the Lord of the Cock. Lord of the Cockrange, either one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the store had already uh, seen deadly violence in the past. In December 1984, which is you know less than a year before this, two women, a co-worker and a co-owner of the store, were stabbed to death. That gruesome case, however, has never been tied to the murder of Vicki Purdy. Uh, after several months, the invest- investigation of the uh, Vicky's death uh, came to a dead end. Hey, Timmy, no pun intended like there. Be, yeah, how'd you like to be work, working at the video store? The little thing comes being, he's looking around, and you can't, it's not like you say, you know, I want to see Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or you, you got to go out and talk to the customer, and they're like, yeah, I've been hearing good things about uh, Schindler's Fist. Um, <laughs> do you have that one? Or, you know, Dicard, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Edward, I, think, I think you can tell your porn customers when they walk in. I think, I think they're, wearing, you know they're wearing a raincoat and sunglasses. And this, yeah. is when the, this is when the sequels get you into trouble, Timmy. Mm-hmm. When you start out with Ocean's 11 inches. <laughs> and now you got to go up to Ocean's 12 inches, Ocean's 13 inches. Yeah. You're yeah. really setting the bar high. Yeah. Yeah. A, I'm, look, uh, I'm looking for the Sperminator. Do you have that one, please? <laughs> a 17-year-old high school student was the Strangler's next victim. Uh, Regina Sakamoto uh, missed her bus on the morning of January 14, 1986, and she called her boyfriend at 7.15 a.m. To tell, uh, to tell him that she would be late. During the brief conversation with her boyfriend, Regina said that uh, she would be late and... Uh, she would not catch her usual bus. She then uh, she then went missing for a month, and then on uh, in February of 1986, her dead body was found near Ke- what do you say? What do you call it, Brandy? Kehi. I would just say Kehi. Kehi Lagoon. Um, investigators discovered Regina had been raped and strangled, just like Vicky Purdy. And like Vicky, uh, Regina's killer had uh, tied her hands behind her back. Uh, Regina was small and petite like Vicky, uh, although at 4'11 and weighing 105 pounds, she was small. She was noticeably shorter and thinner than Vicky. Regina was also uh, a Hawaii transplant who had been born in Kansas. Uh, her, her Japanese. Now you know sur- you've seen this one, Devil, Romancing the Bone. That's a classic. I I got it on beta. That's a classic. Batman in Robin. (laughs) And no, that's for that's a different genre than I would watch. And I believe this one won the Oscar, Timmy. Sorest Rump. (laughs) Regina's Regina's, uh, Japanese surname came from her stepfather, who was a military serviceman named Maurice Sakamoto. That's a very American first name, though, isn't it? Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. Maurice? It's like a BG. Speaking you know, of BGs, Colonel. It's like a BG. Yeah. Speaking of BGs, exactly. Colonel. You can't be dancing. Dancing. Thank you, Colonel. Perfect. Brandy, his uh, his BGs impersonations are well received by all. Oh, spot on. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not at all. 
by all accounts, Regina was a shy and quiet girl. Well, she had a boyfriend. She couldn't have been too shy. Die hard, Timmy. Die hard. (laughs) What's the name, Colonel? Die hard. Or driving into Miss Daisy, Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) Regina was a shy and quiet girl who planned on attending the University of Hawaii that fall. The second case led police to suspect that the same killer, well, duh, uh, was responsible on for top of it. On both top murders of it. due to the identical uh, MO. The uh, discovery of Regina Sakamoto's corpse convinced homicide detectives in Honolulu that their city was home to an unidentified serial killer. Now, Brandy, Brandy is going to tell us about the other murders. Now, Devil, do you like musicals? Sure. I know you like the occasional breast side story, Timmy. <laughs> that's a classic. I feel it like is. that's one of your favorites. <laughs> Free my Willie? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a classic. Yeah. Continue, Brandy. So, first of all, the serial, the killer's first two victims had both been raped and strangled. And second, the killer had bound their hands, both of them. Um, in both instances, the woman had di- the women had died with their hands secured behind their backs. It was also, it was also the importance of the Kihai Lagoon. Oh, there was there was also the importance of Kihai Lagoon. Uh, Oahu residents and tourists alike know the lagoon as part of an urban beach park. The lagoon has easy access to the Pacific Ocean and is dotted here and there with tiny islands. This was the killer's preferred dumping ground. And in the case of Honolulu in the 1980s, the Kihai Lagoon Park was about as secluded as it got. In Diana Jones and the Temple of Poon. Oh, Jesus. God. Oh, that uh, one! That one! That one does not get the uh, accolades that it should because that it does. It does yeah. not. And and you remember the Kevin Spacey movie American Booty? That was good, Brandy. You have to admit that was a good movie. I feel like that's his life story. And for the for the geeks out there, the Star Wars series, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star that's Wars. Yeah. Nice. All right, so. Just two weeks later, on January 30th, 21-year-old Denise Hughes, a secretary for a telephone company who commuted by bus, did not show up for work. Like Regina, Denise, Denise used Honolulu's bus system to get around, and it's likely that Denise met her killer on one of those buses. Three fishermen eventually found Hughes' corpse on February 1st, 1986. Rather than, rather than the Kihai Lagoon, Hughes' killer had left her body near the Mona, Mo, I don't, Moanala stream. Nalua? That's close enough. Whatever. Monomala yeah. stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was not the only change to the killer's modus operandi. The three young fishermen initially found Hughes' body wrapped in a blue tarp. An officer Although, and his gentleman. Again. Classic. Different. Different genre. Although Hughes' corpse was badly decomposed by the time it was found, homicide investigators quickly discerned the fact that her hands had been bound prior well, they, to her death they, and that she'd been strangled. They're sharp. Oh, they, they were. Did we ever decide if Brian Keith and David Keith were related? 
I don't believe they are. I mean, you have the singer, right? What's the singer's name? The singer, not Brian Keith. What's the singer's name? The country Toby singer. Keith. Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Is Toby Keith and and the David Keith, the guy that played in the Officer and the Gentleman, are they related? Hold on, let me let me. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Billy, thought, the intern. I got an intern here right now. Okay, um, let me let me. Get By the him way, on we're that. recruiting uh, history dweebs interns. Uh, you can we help are. us. We are with the show. Um, Help us play the show. Uh, if you're interested, just uh, come to our uh, Facebook page and express your interest. And uh, wait a minute, we, no, no, no. we prefer women with big breasts. Colonel, is that safe to say? That's we don't. Don't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We would wait not. We were not. You know, we were not discriminate if you have smaller breasts. But if you had big breasts, that's that's a plus. Hold on, Colonel. How are we going to drag somebody else into this clusterfuck <laughs> here? We can't even get Chuck here on time. Well, we need someone to do this the secondary research. Like I things come up during need... the podcast. Have, did you find out where Toby Keith and David they're not is related, it... Timmy? Not well, they look alike, and they're both from Oklahoma. They do look alike, yeah, but they're not a lot like, like at all. Well, is it, is... for for those that listen down down under, Cockadow Dundee, Timmy. Mm. Colonel, Jeez, is uh, is that I... guy's name David Keith? Is that his name? that was in uh, Officer and the Gentleman. Yes. What's it? All right. Can you tell now, me? Now, he was related to Brian Keith. Well, where is he from originally? He's from Oklahoma. Okay. And Toby Keith is from Oklahoma. They have, they have to be related. They have to be related. Look up Toby really? Keith. Really? Because what? everybody what? with what the last name place? Keith in Oklahoma. We well, they look the alike. And get on fucking Ancestry.com. Wait a minute. These motherfuckers up. I don't know. <laughs> we need the intern. We need the, uh, the uh, big breast intern. But here's the bigger question. Who mm-hmm. gives a fuck? That's well, it's the burning the, question. It's, the, it's, it's this no. trivial stuff that comes up in the podcast is why people tune in to listen. I don't they, know how it came up. We, we, Do we have somebody named Keith in here? No, you. <laughs> we started, you know the, colonel, the colonel no. mentioned, he mentioned Officer and a Gentleman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that oh movie was the co-star. Of that movie with, uh, with uh, Richard Gere uh, was Debbie Winger, and they also his male co-star in the movie was oh, Deborah. Yeah, the, the the male co-star in that movie, I believe his name is David Keith or Brian Keith. Check it out, Colonel. Let me know what his name is. I, I will. Care. Now you okay. remember the Kevin I'm Costner now, classic? Not later. I, I'm, I'm looking big, it up right now. I got my intern a, on that right now. We need a you big You remember a intern. Kevin Costner classic, Throbbing Hood, The Prince of Beeves, Tim? <laughs> we look right. us up. Can we move I'll look forward? it up, Randy. You can, you talk. I'll look it up. Oh, perfect. I'm so excited. Lord so of the G-Strings. Oh. He went something down Discover- right following the David Keith was the guy's name. David Keith. He's from Oklahoma. Toby Keith, country singer, is from Oklahoma. Uh, coincidence? I think not. Well, thank you, baby Jesus, that we found that out. Well, no. we need a big-breasted intern you who can look this at who can look this stuff up. I'm not they, bringing. They look alike. They look I'm against alike. bringing anybody else into this dysfunction. Oh, okay, he was he so, was born he was, uh, he was born on May eighth. You know, born almost on my birth. Look at as much as King. I hate to say it, the devil's got a point. If Colonel, he was born in Tennessee. He wasn't born. 
Jesus Christ. There wouldn't even, Colonel, he was born in Nashville. He wasn't born in Oklahoma. If we were a family, a rescue place wouldn't even allow us three to get a puppy together. Why no. did you tell me no. he was born in Oklahoma? He was because born in Tennessee. Like, look Wait a minute. I ain't a goddamn researcher. In fact, I, I feel like if we if walked we in, up, no, wait a minute. Wouldn't even have known. If we walked into some place to get a dog, all three of us together, they may call the police on us. Yeah, they would ask. So we not, yeah. would escort us out. Yes. So, following the discovery of Hughes's corpse, Hawaii Five O Hughes's. Oh. Uh, Hawaii Five O then headed by Major Chester Hughes, no relation to Denise Chester, decided. Decided to Denise form. Hughes. Denise Hughes was the fir- one of the first victims there. Oh, okay. I Why would anyone name their kid Chester? I mean, really. You know he's going to walk with a limp. No one gets that. <laughs> yes. Colonel, no one gets that. Me and you <laughs> no. are the only one mm-hmm. who gets that. We do. But no one okay. else. So, Chester decided. Chester decided to form a serial killer task force. Under the umbrella of the department's criminal investigation division, I think we should form a serial killer ca- task force. And we don't even need a serial killer. I mean, why? Wait why, why wait? Why wait? Yeah. Yeah. we got to get out ahead of this, Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. If we can get out ahead of it, it's like we could be serial killer vaccination, Jimmy. An ounce of, pre- of prevention, Brandy. Yeah. Again, this implies some sort of organization, Maybe. and when we can get Chuck. When we can get Chuck out of his trailer on time to show up or anything, we'll I don't see know about why he told me that, that uh, David Keith was born in Oklahoma. We could be serial killer prophylactics, Timmy. <sighs> He's got a point, Brandy. The task force was immediately pitted against massive odds. By 1986, Oahu was the center of a telecommunications boom that attracted thousands of migrant workers. They should have built a wall. Hawaii was also home to a huge military population. Please send your email. <laughs> I know. Brand, I'm sorry. Brandy, do you know that Colonel once he once uh, was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize just for se- uh, sexting? I was. I was. Your was thoughts on that, Brandy? Devil. It was poetry. You know what? He's more likely to get that than to ever get a prize from work. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. that's true. He, he is so debonair, Brandy. That he uses a generous portion of Brill cream on his pubic hair. Oh, oh yeah, you got, you got to get that part just right, Timmy. Mm. Are you a Dapper <laughs> Dan man? Sometimes I do the alfalfa. Sometimes they get a mullet down there, Timmy. All right, so it's so already in the front, okay. business in the back. No, As no know, business in the back. No business in the back for me, anyway. Oh, I think, I think you got it right the first time. So there's a huge military population there. With the Army, Navy, and the Marine Corps um, having installations all over. Also, between 85 and 86, 10.5 million people visited Hawaii as tourists. So finding the killer was going to be very difficult. And it could have come from any of these populations. Uh, He once once earned, he once was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for starting a war, Brandy. Yeah, it was. Again. It could have been a big war. It was a necessary war. Mm. Again, more I likely to get word. that. More likely to get that than a rock star award. Uh, <laughs> the Hawaii. The Hawaii <laughs> now Police this Department. is going back a while. You remember the Dustin Hoffman classic, the divorce movie, Kramer versus Kramer, Timmy? Yes, I remember that. Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Crocodile Dundee. <sighs> so they. You know, he had sex with crocodiles, Brandy. You got to be careful. Yeah. He did manage. They love it. They love it. You get the whole idea from them. You can get chlamydia from testicle. (laughs) (laughs) You can get chlamydia from alligators, Colonel. Goddamn right you can. Sluts. Okay. The Hawaii Police Department did manage to create a profile of the Honolulu Strangler during this time. And according to the profile, the killer was an opportunist who attacked women who frequently, Jesus fuck, who frequented vulnerable spots like bus stops. They <laughs> called in the, at, what the fuck? I, I'm, I'm guessing he, I'm guessing he tied, profile. <laughs> I'm guessing he, I guess he bound their hands. This is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Strangled yeah. them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And threw them in the Lehigh, Leahoko uh, Lagoon. That's my guess. Well, you know, Ke- my Ke- guess Ke- is Ke- Ke- he's a loner. Yeah. He's, you know, he's started out with small animals. He wet the bed and set fire to his parents' shed. I mean, what the hell? And, you know, and he kept their hands bound so they wouldn't fight back. Who the fuck makes this profile? It's well, they, it's five zero. They don't have a lot of crime over there in Hawaii. So, but it's know. Hawaii. It's Hawaii five zero. Yeah, it's so, Hawaii. 5-0. The popo. Yeah. Uh, what's okay, that so, guy? McGarrett. That was his name. Book him, Dano, motherfucker. Yeah. Book him. Yeah. The killer. Well, see, did I not... wish he just looked once. And Dano was always like. Okay. Yeah, yeah Dano, man. He just wanted to be like, fuck you, you And he was like, uh, McGarrett was like a sergeant. He wasn't even like a fucking captain or anything. He was yeah. just a sergeant. Dano must have been just like, you know, fucking, he, he, <laughs> he, he must have been really low in the totem pole. And Very Dano always had this look a like sergeant yeah, to go around. Book him, Dano. You know Dano was hitting guys. It's like, in the car. It's like Mc, uh, McGarrett didn't want to do any paperwork. You know, it's like yeah. he makes Dano book him all the time because he but didn't want to look fucking on fill his out face. The form. You could see the little look Dano got. Like I'm gonna whip this some bitch's ass <laughs> on the way to this station. And this motherfucker's yeah. a sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Motherfucker. So the killer, the killer did not stalk his victims before book killing him. them. <laughs> Book him, and, <laughs> Dude, where's my dildo? <laughs> that was a classic. Yeah, it was. That was a okay. comedy. 
And given the locations of the dumping sites, investigators theorized that he lived somewhere near Waipahu or Sand Island. And Tim, I'm going to go on. There. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he lives somewhere on Wahoo. Yeah, yeah. Timmy, you know this Fuck is going to be us one day, huh? You know this is going to be us one day. Fatal erection, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a good movie. That that had you. That was a uh, that had you on the edge of your seat there. Carl. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. On we, the edge of Sharon Stone's seat. Uh, mm. Yeah, who, who was who did who was the other one? Who else played in that movie? Michael Douglas. That's before. Yeah, I know Michael Douglas. I mean, the, the who was the psycho lady? That was Glenn Close. Glenn, Glenn Close. Close. Yeah. Yeah. And Ann Archer was the wife. Yeah, I liked Ann Archer. I always did. Michael Douglas. He, he gets some tail. You know, he got the uh, he got the uh, throat cancer from you know going going downtown, Brandy. Funny language. Yeah. You got it from funny language. Four, you know, you you're you're at high risk if you go down on a woman four times, four different partners, Colonel. Four, four different, four times, Timmy. Four it's times. A fucking good weekend. <laughs> that's that's just before the dominoes guy gets there. Yeah. Uh, every time I every time I hear, I mean, it's just, this is bad, Brandy. But every time I hear about a guy getting throat cancer, I kind of giggle because you know what. <laughs> You know he got it. I got it. You know how he got it? Not necessarily. Oh, yes. They'll say, oh, it's smoking. But you know what it is? It's that uh, dangerous vagina. It's that girl. HPV. It's, mm-hmm. it's the killer. It's, yeah. It's killer the vagina. Killer, Can, the, cancerous the, vagina. Killer clam, too. Mm-hmm. Got to be careful. You do got to be careful. <sighs> Women don't get it. Men get it. We, Women get we it. We put our lives on the line to give you guys pleasure. Yeah. And do you know? Does anybody ever stop me and say thank you for your service? <laughs> one time, I would just like one time a person, to, a woman, to say thank you. You don't have to. You know what? You don't have to have a parade. No. You don't have to buy me a cake. I would prefer you just say thank you and go on about your business. exactly, exactly, or or, or quit stealing my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Has any woman ever thanked you, Colonel? I can't recall any woman ever. <laughs> women are an ungrateful bunch. To me, they're an ungrateful bunch. We put our lives on the line. Yeah. Going downtown. Mm-hmm. And women, women just kind of expect that now. See, it used to be you do that, and then you were like, oh, my God, no one's ever done that before. You're the greatest in the world. Now yeah. they fucking expect it, Brandy. Oh, it's, 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 it's gotten to be like the internet, Timmy, and Wi-Fi. It's just something you they expect when they walk into a room. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't have to go down on every. There's woman no cunnilingus. Yeah. Like what? I it's it's almost a, to connect. It's an expectation, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. that's a treat, Brandy. That's like on your birthday. Yeah, like Valentine's Anniversary. Day. Yeah, not, not Valentine's Day. That's a Hallmark holiday to me. Not every birthday. single. Not every single month. Yeah. Come on, Brandy. You have to yeah, just, you get your get your people together. Continue, please. See, that's probably why you and Dave were fighting. Your expectations are out of whack, devil. You're putting him at risk for throat cancer. Well, I don't know if it was that particular thing. I just noticed she's she's demanding and her expectations are, like all women, Timmy. Like all women, the expectations are just too goddamn high. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know. They expect us to do pick up after ourselves and Yeah. Yeah. As I say to my people in my house, when's the last time somebody broke in here and killed you? Well, then I've been doing my job. Shut the hell up. He's got a point, yeah. Randy. You know, you say that at work too, and nobody buys it there either. But why is it, Randy, that women that 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 oral sex has become almost expected by uh, women of your gender? Uh, I don't know that that is entirely true, and I don't uh, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Why do you like your hair pulled, devil? I never really got that. Can I just? I don't get that one either. Can I just get through this? Because well, could you just? I mean, this is just stuff that men listen and want to know. What What is it about getting your hair pulled that turns you on so much? So anyway, see, you're 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 not going to give a good PSA for the men out there. No, that wasn't that wasn't a good PSA, Brandy. Not not. not. Not See, in regards now they're to sitting that. around with the less you know. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Let me also say that my youngest child is sitting about 20 feet from me. Uh, he's, got his head, he's got his headphones on and everything. So I'm I know sure uh, it's the bulk of it. But he can't hear you. I'm oh, sure he can hear the bulk of it. but Or not hear the bulk of it. But, you know, should I say something, that would be what he would hear. Okay. Well, then continue with the story. And then, you know, he'd be at school the next day saying, Mommy likes a hair pulled. Mm. Well, I don't like it when Mommy chokes me, but she likes it when Daddy chokes her. Yeah, it would be a whole thing. Yeah. So, but let's talk about Louise Medeiros. Jurassic Pork, Timmy. Jurassic Pork. That was filmed in Hawaii. She was just 25 when she was murdered by the Honolulu Strangler. On March 26, 1986, she boarded a red-eye flight to Oahu. From there, Louise told her family that she planned to take a bus to uh, Waipahu, I don't know, in order to meet them following the tragic death of her mother. Aw. Louise was last seen alive, leaving the plane after it landed in Honolulu. Her body was found by construction workers on August. On April 2nd, near the um, Waikili Stream. Like the other four victims, Louise's body was found partially clothed. So she's victim ki- number five. Yeah. So the killer evidently always removed the pants and undergarments and left his victims nude from the waist down. Uh, Louise uh, had also had her hands tied behind her back and she'd been sexually assaulted and strangled. Yeah. So they put together that this could be the same guy. In order to catch the killer, Hawaii Five-O began sending their female officers undercover to the Honolulu International Airport and to Kihai Lagoon. Yeah, that's the job I want to volunteer for, yeah. Uh, right. So they put him, uh, they were putting him on, I want to say put him on the buses, because most, I mean, a lot yeah. of them happen on the buses, right? Well, happened when they were getting on the buses, yeah. Mm -hmm. By now, it was clear that the killer favored out-of-town victims or those with limited connections to Hawaii. Regina Sakamoto was the Honolulu Strangler's youngest victim. The killer's last known victim was Linda Peace, uh, and that was his oldest victim. She died at the age of 36. 
The last person to see Linda alive was her roommate, who told police that Linda had left home on the morning of April 29, 1986, heading to her job a few miles away. Uh, the next morning, the roommate was told that Linda had failed to show up for work and that her car had been found parked near a viaduct on Route 92, Interstate H1. It was at this point that Linda was reported the case took a strange twist when a man named Howard Gay, age 43, told police that a psychic had informed him that Linda's body was located on Sand Island. On May 3rd, the man took investigators to one spot on the island, but Linda's body surprisingly wasn't there. Uh, But actually, it was later uncovered someplace else on Sand Island, so he wasn't so far off. But I wonder how often psychics are right. Because, you know, they they had a guy disappear here in Kentucky a a couple years ago, and they called in a psychic, and she, she actually found him. Well, she got Sand Island right. Right, right, right. So there right, you go, that, always, that always makes me suspect when, you know, someone shows up and says, hey, I know where the murderer is. Yeah, that's, that seems <laughs> yeah. sketchy. Or the body that is. is. Yeah, that yeah, does seem sketchy. sketchy. But this one in Kentucky, they contacted a psychic. So she wasn't involved with the, the case before. And they contacted right. her and uh she told him basically where the body was and the body was there so here's here's one for for my uh kind of geeky friends timmy Mm -hmm. lord of the g-strings dildo sigans and the throbbit have you do you have that on dvd uh brandy i i don't think so blu-ray i have not no beta beta Beta. yeah you know beta was good I'm I'm sort of a beta in a VHS world, Randy. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So Linda, like the others, had been strangled, uh, and police had found her naked and with her hands tied behind her back. So, okay, so that that meets, her, that meets the MO, right? It, it seems does. like a pattern. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm sensing I'm sensing a pattern. Uh, following Linda's murder, the 27 man. Hawaii Five O Task Force began setting up roadblocks all over the city. Book them, Dano. The goal of the roadblocks was to stop and question citizens about the murders. But Garrett had a lot of fucking nerves, Colonel. Oh, he was a ballsy some bitch and lazy. <laughs> I I think he had a side piece somewhere. He's like, book them, Dano. I got. I'll be back in about twenty. Yeah, he made Dano do all the fucking work. Yeah, and then you know when Garrett got there, she was like. Do the deed. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He, Steve McGarrett, he thought he was hot shit. He did think he was hot shit. He always had these little sage words of advice for Daniel. And, yeah. you know, I think through 12 seasons or whatever, Daniel never said a fucking word the whole thing. He never got promoted, that's for sure. He just had a fucking yeah. book. He had to do all the paperwork. Slacker. You know what always got me, Timmy? Mm. Was it, Dano was like Biff on Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, did like Marlon work. Perkins would be up back like, yeah, I'm in the hotel watching this tiger from the binoculars, and Biff is going to go up and squeeze his balls, you know, <laughs> and we're going to film that. And tigers, you know, tigers don't like to have the ball squeeze, as mm-hmm. most animals don't. And Marlon would be all like talking, like building up the suspense, like he was in danger. Yeah. 
He's know, back he in was, the studio in New York. Yeah, he's back in the studio watching this. And know, Biff is satellite. in the Serengeti or someplace. Yeah, but Biff mm-hmm. comes out looking like his clothes look like Fred Flintstone, all shredded up and ragged at the end. And I never liked Marlon Perkins. So yeah. Daniel was the Biff of the police force. Yeah, Marlon Perkins and Steve McGarrett kind of the same. Slackers, yeah. Brandy. Slackers. Are you too? Are you too? And he's a fucking. Scotch. And he's a fucking sergeant. That's what gets me. But he doesn't like he has a. He was like a. He wasn't a captain or something. Inspector or something. Yeah. He was a fucking sergeant. Not that we have anything against sergeants. They they do a fine job. But just saying, he's not. He wasn't really a high ranking. All way up there on the totem no. pole. Right. Dana was. Yeah. I mean, Dana was a fucking. Are we good? It just yeah. seemed Dano wasn't on a good career path. He wasn't. On <laughs> no, he wasn't, man. He, he all he had to he had to do the paperwork every fucking time. Yeah, and that's before they had computers. You had the carbon paper. You had to fill oh, it up. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that the old copying machines where you had to with the crank and the roller. Yeah, you had to white, oh, yeah. use whiteout all the time. Mm-hmm. That's those are mimeograph right. machines. That's you know probably he, why he did it so he could sniff the mimeograph ink. One of, he just one sat of, there high all the time. You know, one of your staff, Devil, walked into me the other day, walked into my office and said, would you have any whiteout? And you know what I said? Yeah, I, I know. I said, do I, look, ask me too. do I look like the kind of person that makes mistakes? <laughs> Why would I? Does this look out? like 1975? <laughs> yeah. I well, just said, no. She, I don't I even know what that is because I don't make mistakes. No, she kind of rolled her eyes at you and walked out. She doesn't Could, like you. Continue, Brandon. Right. She does not. So, <laughs> so, so they set up these roadblocks, and it was kind of stop and question the citizens about the murders. And one of the people they questioned at a roadblock said they saw a white or mixed race man driving uh, Geese's car. And on May 9th, Honolulu officers made their first arrest. Ooh. They slapped handcuffs on the unnamed informant. Who had led them to Linda's corpse. Yeah, see, the guy that said that her body was on Sand Island, that's a red flag, Brandy. Mm. Well, Book the, him, suspect, the suspect's girlfriend, or I'm sorry, the suspect, yeah, suspect's girlfriend, uh, then told the men that the man was a smooth talker mm. who had an interest in sexual bondage. Ah, there yes. you go. Yeah. Smooth talker, yes. interested in sexual talker. bondage. He did it. He did the a, ex-wife, a smooth talker, yeah. The ex-wife of this guy said the suspect often had sex uh, with her after tying her hands behind her back. Ah, uh, they were kinky, Colonel. Mm, they were a freaky couple. Mm-hmm. So, free- Do you see that thing on the page where the people uh, put the house up for sale and they had all the bondage equipment in there? Oh, uh, that's a that's a nice feature, really. Oh, I mean, they had some hardcore stuff. It looked like somebody built a playset inside the house. Mm. Well, but you know, if if I it'd bet be he nice, was that, it'd be nice if the house came equipped instead of me having to go move all, you know, get all I my bet stuff. This, I bet this geese guy went to that shore. He was not a stranger to the Shorebird Hotel. No, he was not. Mm. Well, Four hours, twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So other, fa- other facts made this, sus- made this guy a viable suspect because the ex-wife. Which I think if it's the ex-wife, you kind of have to. That sounds think, sketchy, but think it was a gang of grain of salt. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, he did. He did go to the police and tell him what where the fucking body was. I mean, yeah, that, but people are crazy that way. But 
the ex. Said I that mean, that doesn't, her. you won't get ruled out by doing that. You know what I mean? If you're like, if you did it and you're like, oh, I'll go tell them where the body is and they will never suspect me then. I mean, I don't think that's how it works, but well, what do I know? Uh, I'm, I'm not a law enforcement officer. the wrong spot, so he's not very good. Yeah, but she was still on the island. So Well, but the ex-wife said that each murder coincided with a domestic dispute between the couple. Ah. So, oh. so wait a minute. Yeah, so the ex-wife is saying that they had domestic disputes. The girlfriend is saying he's a smooth talker. Some men just go to the bar and knock back a few and get a little bit mad. Talk to He's a smooth talker. Yeah, yeah. Get, get you at the old Sherbird Hotel. Yeah. Chuck, uh. it's the Shorebird. You're making it sound like Sherbert. What Sherbert. Sherbert Hotel. Give me Neapolitan. Right. <laughs> Continue, Brandy. Rainbow Sherbert. Rainbow Sherbert. Well, no. Is it Sherbert or Sherbert? Chuck's going to tell us. Oh, yes. Tell us what happens next, Colonel. <laughs> okay. I will do that, Timmy. We Let need a big-breasted intern. That's what I'm saying. Well, during these fights, he would... He would leave the house and not come back again until the next morning or during the wee uh, hours of the night. He, he was going to the Sherbird Hotel. Now, the suspect in this was you got to watch out for, devil. He also worked as a mechanic mm. near Lagoon Drive. He knew, he knew how to use his tools. Yes, he did on Ewell Beach. Mm. Why do I have to be careful? Because you're going to end up with Lanny, and he's a mechanic too. We don't want you. Well, he's part time mechanic. He works mostly. Well, he's not really a mechanic. Mostly, he's the guy who fills up the windshield washer fluid for people. Can you imagine somebody trying to kidnap me? Really? Really? You got to be careful. First of all, yeah, take a SWAT team. And then once you. Actually, I had an employee that was almost abducted yesterday. Seriously. Did you really? Mm Yeah. I don't want to say her name. She's a oh. she works for a partnering agency. A partnering a partnering agency. A partner oh, agency. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, some guy tried to abduct her yesterday in broad daylight. No kidding. Yeah, she called the police and they didn't want to take her report. Strangely, to me, not to not to be a downer, but I had a I had a person that hit a tree in front of me the other day. To me, they hit a tree. I don't, on the way to my MRI, yeah, they hit a tree. They were trying to hit you and miss. They were, they were, <clears throat> they were coming right toward me. Maybe they, they're trying to have you put your little, you know, sore arm in perspective, Colonel. Well, I'll tell you what, it didn't do me no good because they hit the tree and the tree exploded into a million <laughs> parts, covered up the road. No, we had to get out of the car and and move the logs so the life squad and everybody could get to it. Dude, I was walking. I was, you know, waiting for go, walking toward my bus stop the other day across uh, Central Parkway where we work, and um, this car ran a red light, hits this other car, spins it around, and they keep going. Right? Yeah, they you don't, don't want to stop. stop. It's like it's, it's like, a dangerous it's, neighborhood. It's like Grand Theft Auto. I mean, they just <laughs> keep going. <laughs> well, apparently the car had hit. They didn't want to stick around for the police either. I don't know why. Maybe they, I don't know if they have warrants out on them, but whatever. They weren't going to stick around. And their their um, their wheel was all bent. And it was like bit sideways. And they, t- <laughs> they tried to leave the scene of the accident. And they were going like, you know, one yeah. mile per hour. <laughs> look like, look like, crawling che- down the street. Look like Chester for gum smoke, Timmy. Just, <laughs> rup, 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 rup. yeah. It was funny. Jesus. No, they, you know, the person that hit me, they 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 tumbled like four times. Did that big one, you know, 
Bloop, bloop, bloop. I thought they were going to land on my car, Timmy. Did they get hurt? Really hurt? Um, I They you got killed, so I don't know how much it hurt, Timmy. Oh, okay. Did they really die? Yeah, they really did die. Yeah, it was, it was a horrific. It was a horrific, horrific. Kind of makes you right. put things in perspective, doesn't it, Brandy? Like, as you're on your way to the hospital for your sore arm. Timmy, you know what? It kind of rattled me a little bit. They, uh, when I got to the hospital, my heart. Now how many? Was how many fatal accidents have you witnessed in your life? Isn't this like the seventh one? See, um, there's been three times in my life that I have been the first person upon a scene of an accident where people. Oh were killed. my God! Yeah, I don't you think are a harbinger of death. Uh, you really are. It's not fun. It is not fun. All right. Yeah, no, need that's, to get that's to it. Really continue with work. the story. Yeah, continue with the story. Well, anyway, where was I? You were talking uh, about the They, the so they suspected a mechanic. So that will try to try to go shoot a little high for the mechanic when you're living in the flop house, okay? Now amazing this man was let go by Honolulu detectives even after he failed a polygraph exam. But police followed the suspect and put out a $25,000 reward for information that was put out by private businesses. Now, two months after the suspect's arrest, a woman came forward claiming that she saw Linda Pesci with a man on the night of the murder. The witness successfully picks this man out of a photo lineup. Mm. The police figured they had found their killer, but due to circumstantial evidence... The unidentified suspect was never charged. Rumor has it that the suspect actually got off on the technicality, moved to California shortly after his release, and died in 2005. But in May, not 2018, Timmy. That was just last year. The television show Breaking Homicide revisited the whole strangler thing. Mm-hmm. And they named a new suspect, Timmy. Howard Gay. Okay. The new the term new is a stretch here because gay is the man who led police to Pesci's body back in the Yeah. Years. Brandy, I got it. I mean he might I mean he's presumed innocent, but come on. I yeah. And gay worked as a mechanic at one of the air freight companies along Lagoon Drive. In uh, one episode, the former prosecutor, Pete Carlisle, all but admitted that Gay was the primary and really only suspect. And according to Carlisle, police lacked enough evidence against Gay and had the Hawaii Police Department had access to DNA testing in 86, Gay would have been easily convicted. However, prosecutors did not have enough compelling evidence at the time to file charges against Gay. Despite circumstantial evidence linking Gay to the murders, he should be considered innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, they don't. Except I mean, for he should be I'm considered that. until a yeah, but he's. I mean, if they had enough, yeah, if they yeah, right, if they had enough evidence against him, they would have brought charges. Apparently, they don't. I so know he's an innocent. I, you know, innocent. I, I recognize the whole DNA evidence. Probably not. Not well. Besides Gay, there were some other suspects, including a Honolulu policeman. Hmm. But as with the case oh. with Gay, there's not enough evidence for prosecutors to file charges. And the show's investigator also suggested the Honolulu Strangler may have killed 19-year-old Lisa Al in 1982. She was last seen alive after midnight in 82. Her car was found by 
on Capacuari Road. I don't think at that. I don't think that's related because that was like what four years, three, four years before these other murders, and uh, he seemed to like he was like a spree. I mean, because all of these happened within a short, relatively short period of time. So right, I think they might be. It might be a stretch, but I mean, who knows? It could be, but. Well, 10 days later, on January 31st, 82, a jogger found Arden's, her new body decomposing on Tantalus Lookout in Waikiki. Now, police were neighbor, never able to officially list her cause of death. Now, to this day, Timmy, no one has been charged or convicted in these five gruesome murders, despite the dead-end investigation, Timmy. Police are still optimistic that someday the Honolulu Strangler much like the Zodiac Killer, will be brought to justice. Mm, well, thank you, Colonel. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the Honolulu Strangler? I think it was the gay guy. Well, I, well first of all, he wasn't. He's not the gay guy. His last name was gay. Well, why would they call him gay? Well, he has to be presumed innocent. There's not enough. Ev- they didn't. Have, they don't have enough evidence to. See, you know what? I don't. I don't like to do that. I just presume that everybody's guilty until I decide <laughs> they're not. I think you're guilty and then work yourself backwards. Yeah, you think you're you're guilty until proven innocent. Well, you know, devil. You, no, it's you, just you until I decide children. they're not. Oh, you raised yeah. children. Tell me the last time you presumed one of your kids was innocent. And so no, dude, they always did it. They've always yeah. done something. So and if I can't, and if I can't prove it, it doesn't matter. So you think this guy is guilty, uh, despite your lack of research, doing any lack, uh, your total lack of research in this case? I did some research, no. Timmy. No, wait a minute. I feel like what you have presented in front of me is amazing research and from that i am forming my opinion okay well i think, so, so. I think he's innocent because so they had nothing you evidence. can either they would you have can been. either say that your thing that your uh research sucks what would they would if they had enough research. evidence on him colonel if they had enough evidence what would steve mcgarrett say book them daniel yeah now, but i they, myself they after i got this script it was so compelling to me Mm-hmm. And and I've had it for a few days, so I did some ancillary. Oh, I'm sorry, devil. And I, ancillary, that means additional, devil. Um, I did some additional research. Oh, I love how I didn't ask. And uh, I, I, I catch myself doing that because, you know, we don't have another an podcast. We don't do. have a big, big breasted intern, first of all. We don't, We but we will. Mm-hmm. But we will. You got, we'll got gonna, a big, we'll, you got a big breasted co host. I don't know what else we you do. want. We do. Well, we, we want, want a single. We want a a, a single big-breasted uh, intern without the nasty. Wait, 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 wait a minute. A man you just want with big breasts. You just we're, want, we're not saying you that want that. an intern we're with not, one big breast. We're not. We're not saying that it has to be male or female. It could be a yeah, big breast. Yeah. Just want a big we just want an intern. See, the difference between you and most other women, devil, oh, is that in the course of just a regular friendly conversation, there's always the threat of you stabbing somebody. Yes. And we, so, we are opposed to that. We are opposed to that. Especially if it's us. If it's us. Mm-hmm. But you know, what, you, know why we, we, you know what we need to do, Timmy? We need what? to thank the people who support this show, Timmy. Yes, we do. Why don't you do that, Colonel? 
If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historybreeze, <laughs> where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee little bit to me. Yes, we appreciate all your, all your contributions and support. And the Colonel now is going to tell us, uh, give a shout out to all the wonderful people who support this podcast. Well, let's start with Jim Seabright, Andrew mm-hmm. Scammell, Tommy Lane in Hawaii. Tommy Lane, who may have some insight on these, uh, this topic because she, of course, is in Hawaii. Jason Dykes, <laughs> Terry. Stratford Malachi, Brandy McBride, Jennifer's Voda, Purr, Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, Erica Kenny, the lovely Erica, Hiro, Comeback Podcast, LK Bar, Anu, Reen, Marissa Albanese, Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker Smith, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Ben Dubrovich, Ursula, Clark By the way, Ben is it now moved to Texas. He is. That yes, was, he's uh, down yeah. there uh, with Heather. So congratulations, guys. He's probably got some boots. He probably doesn't. He got probably a hat. Got a he's probably walking hat. around looking like Justified down there. Mm-hmm. Beth Ann Whalen, Michelle Johns. You know, you know Michelle. The lovely Michelle. The lovely and, Michelle. The, and the, and the, I, I spoke over the future uh, with, Mrs. Walters. Yes, and I I spoke over. I interrupted you when you said Clark and Diane. Oh, yeah. yeah, our good friends, good friends, mm-hmm. Clark and mm-hmm. Diane. Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, the lovely, lovely Leanne Flanagan. Yes, Julia who I will, I will be seeing uh, tomorrow. We're going to meet in San Francisco. Oh, you're seeing her? Seeing her yes, soon? and we're oh, going to have, realize. yes, I'm going to see her in San Francisco, and we're going to have a History Dweebs meetup next uh, next Friday in San Francisco. Just a now, small what meetup. is she, she, does she just want to see San Francisco, or does she have a reason to be there, Timmy? She wants to see me. I know, but goddamn, England, it seems like she could stop before she got to San Francisco. Well, okay. Julia Rodriguez, the Brits <laughs> She think, could go anywhere. The Brits think different, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike he Sadler. He think differently than us. Yes, they do. But, yeah, yeah. we're going to, yeah. Jamie Dent, Tyrone, Marsha Boyce, Stacey Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells. Jody's Our good always friends. one of my yes. favorites there. Amber Anderson, they walk among us podcast. Now, if you want to listen to a real true crime podcast, look to walk among us. Lorna Violet, Michael Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Russell Widener, the lovely Callie Jones, Timmy. Callie Jones, very very funny. Uh, you know, lady. I just wish she's how fun in Florida, it be by the way, to have Callie as a daughter. <clears throat> she's in Florida. Yeah, Callie, come on, uh, Callie, join us for DweebCon this year. Seriously. I, we should. We need to fly. You know who we need to bring us? Stephen Potts and Callie. That would be a... Callie, um, yeah, that would be fun. That would be yeah. fun, yeah. Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown from Pleasing Terrors, Sarah Bloom, Amber Krupp, Laura O'Reilly, Ke- Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cambron, Elise Edgerton, The History Goes Bump Podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Lahara Lopez, Alicia Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith, Dr. Jeff and his lovely bride, Dawn. Yeah, I hope they come up uh, for a week. Yeah, that would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Karen Barnes, of course. Rachel Flynn, Shirley, the lovely, wonderful Shirley Strap. Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, You Kill My Father, Prepare to Die. Maja. Yes. Shelly Garrett. 
uh, Carol your good friend Elise? and co-host of the pod. Well, you got it. You changed the name. You change it. Context and, and clarity. Context and clarity is the new name. That's of right. I'm Reds both of them. Give me a call. Because if he's you know not me, ranting anymore. It's I'm a good calling out. No, it's a good that's name change. True. Yeah, but it's a good name change because the show is really good. And it, it, it kind of get, puts things in perspective. And they don't sit there and yell at each other. And I think the name uh, Rants kind of implied that they did. And they don't do that. So yeah, check it out. She does yell at me, clarity. but that's generally it's before a, the show. It's a, Well, you say it's mostly history with the little politics it's, a, it's, it's kind of a political current, history podcast. Is uh, current of events, call it. I believe. Yeah. It's kind of taking current events and looking at it through a historical lens, Timmy, is what we try to yes. do. Yes. Yeah, she and uh, Karen does a wonderful job. You do okay. <laughs> yeah, so, much much like this. One, no, no, I wait. just show up to record. Yeah, exactly. Karen does a great job, and Chuck just shows up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, I, I would. I didn't want to say that, but okay. Yeah. I'm I don't know kind, why. I'm kind of the pretty face of that podcast. You know, you can oh, meet some. No. You can meet some uh, interesting women on Greyhound buses. Just throwing that out there. Okay, you can. Well, let's go. The Vanish podcast, Canadian True Crime, and Charlie from Insight, Angela Santos, Lydia Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Adams, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard. You don't even have to get on the bus. You can meet them at the Greyhound bus station. As they get off, yeah. Uh Just help Mm -hmm. them with their luggage. Yeah. Cheryl Weldon. Veronica Moreno, Chris Lane, Alexandra, Elaine Baker, Vivian Baca, Mark and Chi, Amanda Lupus, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith, fellow West Side here, yeah, Ruth Sherrard, Keith Whitfield, Cassie Kitchens, Nick Johnson, Natasha Burgess, Julie Bentley, Patty Schmidt, of course, the wonderful, wonderful Lady Beverly. Who, yes. I, who just adds class to this place. The world's most dangerous canine, Timmy. That Rudy would be the Rudy the Wonder Dog. Rudy the fiercest canine that ever walked the face of the earth. The most loyal and the smartest, Timmy. Absolutely. And the woman we do this show week after week and sometimes every other week. And hopefully <laughs> hopefully we, we collected enough bodies in this episode to please her. The wonderful Dottie Scott, the woman that makes this show all possible, Timmy. You know, she spends her days watching uh, squatters on YouTube. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a whole show, Brandy. Just, uh, you know, there's a whole YouTube series on people who are squatting in homes, you know, and they have to kick them out. Yeah. I didn't know it was such a – no, it's a big thing. And there's this whole YouTube series on squatting. You should check it out. There's like yeah, endless. She watches won't. them on. All day long. Brandy will probably be squatting in a tiny house one day. She will. That's the answer to your problems, Brandy. Tiny house. A tiny house. Oh, God. Get a tiny house. I hope I'm not there yet. Get a tiny house. We each need a tiny house. Can you get three people in a tiny house? No. Not us Mm. three. (laughs) all right thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time on history dweebs bye everyone bye everyone bye bye
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 